Welcome to the New Beginnings Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word today. For more information about our church, please visit our Facebook page. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Well, welcome to our New Beginnings our Wednesday night Bible study. We are glad that you could be with us tonight. We pray that you uh, are just uh, in, enjoying the, the t- teaching we had here on uh, breaking intimidation uh, by the book of John Bevere. And so we're on chapter four here, Imparted Gifts. And uh, the subtitle is, uh, How Does It Apply to Us? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how these things work in our lives and work for us. And really, it's not only that, but how do you work for them? How do you operate in these things that's what god is going to speak to us about tonight so we want to we want to just start off with that so many of you may not be in full-time ministry and sometimes we talk about giftings and gifts we always think about ministry your life is ministry everything you do every when you walk out of the house in the morning you get up you minister to your family you're you're in ministry uh so it's not the uh, five-fold ministry it is ministry is living for god but we're always ministering to somebody, some way or another, whether it's personal or physical. Uh, Ephesians, Paul writes to us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Sister Anne's going to read some of the scriptures for us. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So God gives us a place in the Spirit to each believer. There's a place that God has for you, not only, and it's really not talking about heaven, it's talking about here in the body of Christ for the times that we live in today. So this is the times that we're in today. For, you know, in, in the time of Esther it says, for such a time as this, you were born. You were born for such a time as this. And I know that the COVID thing is, is changing all people's lives, but we're born for this time. Ephesians chapter one, verse 21 and 23. Okay, for above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all so we have to look and say where are we we're far above all principalities Amen. all powers all dominion that's where god put us now we have to believe that we have to function in that and that's what God wants you and I to, to know and to do, okay? We have gifts uh, in order to function in this. And then Paul wrote Timothy uh, in his letter. He wrote him something that you and I need to read uh, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. From which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. 1-6. Thank you, 2 Timothy. You're in 1 Timothy. I said, you right, I put the wrong scripture down. My fault. I was right. My wife's obedient, but I was wrong. Second Timothy is after first Timothy. Second Timothy, yep, it is. One, six. six. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So Paul is telling him that he needs to stir up the gift of God. Now, in our lives, as, as many Christians, a lot of times when we've prayed for people, there's a gift imparted, there's things imparted, and it's not just the nine gifts of the Spirit that are listed in the Scriptures, but it's maybe it's a gift of grace, gift of mercy, gift of giving, whatever it is. God puts something in you even before we even know it or claim it. Yes. 
Amen. and talk about it. But he tells us that we need to stir it up. In the Bible, many people think to speak about the word charisma. And it's a Greek word which means gift. And in Strong's Concordance, it defines the word this way. A spiritual endowment or a supernatural ability of God. Not your supernatural ability, but God's supernatural ability. And a spiritual endowment. So if we have an endowment, that means he's given us something to live off of. Okay? And to be part of. Uh, most religions are, are lifeless. Uh, they're born out of man's attempt. How many times have you seen man put his hands to a move of God and all of a sudden God's out of the room? Yeah. You know, the Ichabod's over the door. The Spirit of God has departed from this place. And there's too many times that men make a monument out of a movement and we want to live in the past. God wants us to live in the future. This is where he was. Now where is he now? You know, uh, Pastor Matt did something on Sunday. He talked about the, the signs, the rocks of our past, different things. And it, it tells us this is what happened here. Well, if it happened here, God's going to do something in the future for us. He has something ahead for our lives. So we need to make plans so we need to see it. But if we become religious, that means that, that there's no life in it. We do all the rituals. There's no life in it. it, it we, we lose it. And we lose our, our, our ability to function. So functioning these gifts, now listen to this. Our relationship with Jesus Christ should be so real that we function in the gift and, uh, and the, any gift we have, the love of God, and we should be comfortable to us. It should be natural to us. It should be natural to us to, to be happy, to love people, to have mercy, to, to give grace. Why? Because that becomes part of who we are. So what part? Are you? What's the part that's in your life? When you think about these gifts, uh, it's uh, that you have to be just a steward of them. There's an accountability, and these are gifts of grace that you have to have an account, give an account to the Lord of how you use them. Everybody receives a gift. So listen to this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Wow. Manifold. It's manifold. Manifold grace of God. So everybody receives a gift. Uh, the gift is not ours. We're just stewards to those things. And the gift is a portion of man's, of the God's manifold grace of God. Manifolded uh, that he has for our lives. Uh, so as we begin to look at what God has for us, uh, look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do, do it as the ability which God giveth him, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In reality, there's no lame gift. Every gift that God gives to us is important for his work in the kingdom. You know, I had, a, I had a friend of mine, a guy that actually taught me, trained me in a welding job that I had at Uniflow years ago, and he ended up having diabetes, didn't take care of himself, He'd, and he was a good bowler. He lost his little toe. He wouldn't take care of it. He told me several times, well, the doctor said I gotta do this, I don't know how to do that. He lost his toe. His little toe was the balance of his foot. He had to learn to walk over, walk all over again yes. and learn to how to walk without that little toe in it. Now, many people have 
overcome things because of a handicap. Pretty soon you never know they were handicapped because they've learned to adapt. But it's important that those things were there. And if we don't take care of them, we lose them. If we don't take care of the gift that God has given to us, we lose them. I don't want to lose anything God gave me. No. I don't want to lose the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, or anything else that he's given me. I want it to flow through my life. And that's what's supposed to happen. The love of God is to flow through your life and my life. That's what we have to have. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So everyone is given according to the, me- the measure of the gift of grace. It's not a measure for you and a measure for this one. And this one gets a cup, this gets a teaspoon. It's God all given the measure of grace. And it's done by grace. Grace is something that God has gives to us because you didn't earn it. You didn't manufacture it. It was given to you. And we have to understand that. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 7, we have something for you. For I would that all men were given, uh, even as myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. So we all have a gift. Well, you know, we have, and, and gifts is not, you know, speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick. It's, it's loving people, caring about people. Do you care about people? Do you, can you help people? Do you know how to, to reach out and let go of, of something, uh, that somebody, reach out with, with a need that you see a need? God has those things for us. The gift is not ours. This yeah. is so important. In this study here, it really speaks really emphatically about that we're good stewards. We're stewards of what God gives to us, so they're not ours. In the scripture, it talks about uh, the, the, the master that left five two-in-one talents to uh, a people uh, to take care of his business, and then he would require them that came back. And when he came back, the guy that had five t- had two, ten, the guy that had two had five, the guy that had one buried what he had. He didn't use what he had. And this is so, this, this principle, this parable is a principle that God will require of you what did you give, what, what, did, he, what did you do with what I gave you? And so uh, Matthew chapter five, 25, verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his, uh, his ability, and straightway took his journey. Amen. So. He gave them according to their ability. He thought that you could handle this, and you could handle this much, and you could handle this. And we see people in the world that seem to be doing a little bit uh, more than somebody else. And, and we get a little just, well, I want to do this. Well, if you had that ability, if you had yeah. that a responsibility, God would give you more. Be yeah. responsible for what you have. And since we don't own it, this gift is not to be neglected or used for personal use. Now listen to this. This gift is given that you might serve others. God has given it to you to serve others. We become the, the ambassadors of God. But if we, if we do not neglect the, uh, neglect the exercise, the spiritual growth of our character, then we will not be able to function properly in the grace of the gift of God that he's given to us. I want to function with the ability God gives me. I want to pr- properly. Yes. And another word for ability is capability, faculty, sense, and power. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. 
whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So he was given by the grace of God to be in the ministry. By the grace of God, by the mercy of God, God said, I can trust you with this. And Paul was faithful in what he had. Uh, another scripture is 1 Corinthians 9, 16 and 17. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessi necessary is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. So we, we have these things given to us. We have to be careful with them. If a Christian will backslide uh, when he does not function in his gift or his calling. It's like a muscle that atrophies because it's about not being used. Uh, one of the things we're hearing about people that stay in a hospital a long time. I was, as a child, I had a heart murmur. And I was in the hospital for six months in a Zemzem Shriners. And I was in six months. I didn't walk. They didn't let me out of bed. I had to learn how to walk again. I, I thought, well, I could walk. I know how to walk. I got out of bed one time and said, I can walk. And every tendon in my, my leg snapped. I crawled back into bed crying. <laughs> and I had to go through water therapy to learn how to walk, learn how to use those muscles again. And if they don't work. Same thing with the things of our spirit. If we don't walk in love, we yes. don't walk in grace, pretty soon they apathy. They get tight. They, get, they, get, they won't be used. Your muscles do the same thing. You have to be careful. That's why so much time when somebody gets injured, they talk about therapy to exercise those muscles, get those things back in. We exercise our mind. We have to exercise our spirit, exercising the gifts of God. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, did I just read this? Yeah, I'm sorry. Let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise, dominion, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So God gives us a supply. It's, again, the manifold grace of God. It's the many gifts, the many graces that the Lord has given and put in his body. And none are greater than others. Oh, my goodness. We have people that talk about the Pentecostal gifts of the Spirit, which are great. And they think, well, tongues is just a, uh, the least gift. I want to be able to do this. No, no. Every one is important. There's a need for each one. And there's a necessity for each one. And there's a necessity for everything that we do. And we're all necessary in the body of Christ helping one another. You know, how many times do you smile when you see a little kid running around. I mean, we've got a lot of grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We see them run around, we smile, we, we get happy at what they're doing. Why? Because they're doing something that encourages our, our hearts and our lives. Yes. Imagine if they weren't there. We would, we would not be happy. We would, we'd be sad. Those things wouldn't be, ha be happening. So it's important that these things take place. Okay? Everyone is important at the right time. That's why the Bible says we should be instant in season and out. That's in, that's in 2 Timothy 4.2. I didn't give that to you, I don't think. But it, it really talks about being instant in season and out of season. Yeah. We need to understand it's not, well, you know, it's not my time or I don't feel God doing it. No. Where there's a need, that's where we, we try to minister. We try to stop. Well, last night we, we played softball and I was umpiring, but somebody got hurt. And what do we do? We stand around and look at them. No, we pray for them. Stop right there and we pray. Pray out loud. Let people know that you're caring about them. Yes. 
Yes. And then and we got down. We we all I mean we all prayed. I I spoke out loud, and the guy said, "Thanks for praying." If those are words of encouragement that we get to give to one another. Okay, and that's just a gift, a, a gift of caring. You know, the, the man wasn't. I don't think he was healed or anything like that, but he was encouraged that we prayed for them. That's what we have to do. We have to use our giftings at that time. Are we ready to serve? Are you ready to serve the Lord by serving others? This is this uh, scripture we're going to read right now is so important to us because so many times we try to see, well, you know, you got to have this or you got to do that or that's beno- below me. I shouldn't be able to have to do that. Let's take a look at a scripture in Acts chapter 6, 1 through 7, where there was a need in the church and Peter comes up and he makes a statement about how we meet that need. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians and the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministrations. And then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and uh, Procrus, and Neocard, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of the Antioch. Amen. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied at Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Amen. Praise God. Those are some names. So what are are we looking for? (laughs) We're looking for honest people, people of wisdom, people of faith, people filled with the Holy Spirit. People who have actions, and not just words in their life, but actions in their life. People are doing things for the Lord without even without even being told or having a title. So many so many times we talk today about uh, people are entitled. I deserve this. No, we're, we ha- we don't have to have a title to work. We just work. We just be Christians. We be that. We be the body of Christ. We be yeah. the helpers around us. We we serve one another. We care. And then all of a sudden they see these guys. There's six guys that they turn around and said. These guys are serving. So what can, what can we do? And they come into the apostles and said, we'd like you to wait on tables. We'd like you to minister to the w- widows. Yes. Okay, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. You see, there's nothing beneath us except the dirt and hell. We need to understand that we're here for a season and a time that's important to the Lord Jesus Christ, important to his body to function. So we have, we're ready to serve the Lord. We all want to serve the Lord. I'll tell you how you serve the Lord by serving others. One guy, one one of the things is right in here. Today, pastors are begging for volunteers, and we do. We ask people to come and help with their first thing. We're begging for people to come, and they're, oh, I'm too busy. I got this to, to do or that to do. We're all in this together. This is a body. We need to learn to get together and make it make many people make many hands make light work. You know, when, when our kids are growing up, we're doing something around the house that needs a lot of work. My kids are right there. 
You know, we see the, the, the families today, they're right there. But we need the whole body to come together. And some people say, well, I can't do much. I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a lot that you can do that you don't, that somebody else doesn't have to do. You know, maybe you can't pick anything up, but you can direct or help or guide or whatever, you know, share some information. So we need to, we need to understand, and here's a statement for you. They took these serving positions so seriously that they searched out for qualified men to wait on tables. Qualified by the basis of character, not talent. Yes. Just to wait on tables. Yes. There was a story years ago that uh, a pastor needed a guy to uh, park cars at a large church. Yes, and uh, this guy got saved, and he was a great physician. He was a, a, like a heart surgeon, brain surgeon, something like that. I think he was a heart surgeon. And uh, God spoke to him one day. He said, I want you to go to the church to pass, see the pastor today and make an appointment and see him, and, and uh, he has a job for you. So, he, I mean, he's a well-known well -known surgeon, and he uh, comes to the pastor, makes an appointment, and uh, he comes in and he says, Pastor, you know, God spoke to me. He said, I, 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 I've come here because there's something that you need, and I want to help fulfill that. And the pastor said, I have been, just been praying. I need somebody in this important role in my job. He said, well, I'm ready to take it. I can do it. What do you want me to do? He said, I need you to park cars. He looked at him and he said, do you know who I am? Do you know, who, do you know what I do? I'm a heart surgeon. I'm a worldwide known heart surgeon. I'm, I'm a heart surgeon. I can't park cars. He said, well, that's what I need. And the guy left. And he was, he was upset to get that the pastor even asked him to do that. And pretty soon God got a hold of his heart and he said, you asked me what you could do. I said I need somebody to park cars. I put it in the pastor's heart. He came back to the pastor a couple days later. He said, Pastor, I ask you to forgive me. I'm sorry. I will park your cars. So he turns around and he starts. He said, he organized the whole parking area because there was a couple of shifts they had. It. He organized. He led it all. And he was ministering to people before they got into the building. He would walk with them. He would help carry them. He would, he would help push them in wheelchairs, whatever. And the people were getting saved and healed in the parking lot by this pastor and some, or this doctor and some other people before they even got into church. And then, and then the pastor comes up to the, to the guy and said, he said, Doc, I, I, I have another position. No, 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 no. This is what I want to do. God has put this in my, I don't want to, I want to park cars. Yes. Do you take your job seriously or do you think it's beneath you? So how important are these things? That's the part. So we have, a, we have a responsibility to serve the Lord by serving others. And we have a responsibility to be faithful. If I can't get, tell you anything, I want to tell you, you've got to be faithful to God. Faithful to Him, and He'll tell you what He needs. And yeah. It may not seem like much, but it'll be important to God. If He, if He can tell you to park cars, if He can tell you to, to paint the parking lot, if He can tell you to, to pick up papers off the floor, it's important. Can you be faithful in it? Yes. God is looking for faithful people, even in the smallest things, because those are the things that changes the atmosphere. What would happen if all believers would function in their place in the local church? There would be a revival. There would be a stirring. 
There were people added to the church daily because everybody would function in their place. Do what God asked them to do. Was that? With contentment. With contentment. Absolutely. Thank you for that. What a revival we'd have. And not the revival of the past, but a revival of the future. Amen. Of what God has for today. Today. So 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse number 5. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. It's not us. It's God. It's God in us. Yes. It's God helping you to be all that you can be. Yeah, man. Is God changing you to, to be more like him? Yes. I wish we could be, all be just like Jesus, but we can't. But we can be part of that. We can be that one, that one that reaches out compassion with love, with mercy, with tenderness, with kindness, with supply, with blessings, with all that stuff. God wants that from you. We need to start functioning in what God has given to us. Amen. And only you can do it. You see, God has already told you what to do. You don't need a prophet to come over and tell you. You need to just hear God. You need to hear the voice of God. And you just do what's right. That's all it is. You need to function. We need the body of Christ to come together. Just like we need, when my body gets up, when my mind says it's time to get up, my body's got to follow it. Amen. So the Spirit of God is telling us it's time for the church to rise up. Yes. And we need to come to that place. I'm rising up because that's what God wants. Amen. Amen. So let's pray for you today. That's the end of our study for today. And Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. God, we we just break this intimidation. We rise to the to the occasions that you've given to us. I pray, God, for the body of Christ to to hear what you've given to them, what you've done for them. We pray, God, for your grace and mercy. And we pray, God, that you help us stir up the things that are in our lives that you've given to us yes Lord. we pray jesus for the body of christ here at new beginnings church that you would you would cause them to to live and to function and to come alive Amen. and to do all the things you want them to do we pray god for those around the world that the church of jesus christ yes Lord. would truly come to life yes Lord. and begin to believe you and begin to function in what you've given to them i pray god the giftings of god would not become dormant they would not become apathy, but God, that we would come to that place of rising to the occasions of today. God, we thank you. We ask your protection over the body of Christ. We plead the blood over every person that's hearing this. God, in the name of Jesus, yes, we pray your protection. We defeat the enemy in the name of Jesus. We defeat this sickness that's running rampant over the world in the name of Jesus. We ask God your blessing over them. We thank you for this time. It goes so quickly, but I pray, God, that people would study and send us a, a, an email about what you're learning or it may be questions. I, I did not get a chance to look at the questions this week, but we'll look at them next week. Please, uh, God, just touch their lives. Help them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Shake hands. Wave at us. Come and see us on Sunday at 10 o'clock. And this week, Friday and Saturday, is our annual yard sale here at the church. Uh, and it's, a lot of it's by donation, and it uh, uh, helps us raise money for our community outreach coming up in October, uh, in August. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye.